Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerd Village. This is your boy Milo. Boy Craig. Yeah, Craig. And uh, we're coming to you today, of course, you know, through the pandemic, so we're not together, but we thought we'd get together on video chat and uh, give you guys some scoops exclusively from Mikey Sutton. Uh, he's one of those uh, industry insiders. Uh, we're part of a Facebook group, and he's just dropping some, some fire on us today because it's his birthday, so happy birthday to our boy Mikey Sutton over there. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, and let's just jump right into it. We got two, one exclusively for the Nerd Village, the other one he did drop in the group. Uh, and I'll just read it exactly how he sent it. So uh, welcome everyone to the Mikey Sutton Birthday Scoop Jam, the Nerd Village, alongside several YouTube channels such as Pete's Basement, Lords of the Long Box, Three Buck Theater, Superhero Buzz, and others have been chosen to drop exclusive scoops from Sutton as his way of providing gifts to the community for all the kindness he's received the past year. From LA to Seattle, New York to the Netherlands, Kentucky to Costa Rica, this whole day will be pouring down scoops. So you guys make sure that you go out on YouTube and check out all those other channels. Um, they should be linked or referencing each other. Um, but yeah, here we go. The following is the Nerd Village exclusive. Wolverine will no longer be naked. Well, maybe at first, but according to Sutton's inside sources, fans will finally receive their wish of seeing Logan in his proper costume. Marvel Studios' plans for the X-Men are in the earliest stages of development, and while plans are subject to change, having Wolverine in his familiar outfit is one idea they have solidified on. Apparently, Jim Lee's early 90s take on it will be the primary influence here. You're flying the ointment, Mikey Sun. What you guys think about that? I mean, Jim Lee's X-Men run was, you know, classic. Him and Chris Claremont, everybody loved that. I mean, that's kind of iconic. Um, so, I mean, if they're going to start from anywhere, that's that's definitely a good place to start. And then, uh, you know, with that that costume is kind of iconic. That, the the burnt orange and the, the dark brown and, the, you know, yellow and the blue, those are two iconic icon, iconic uh, costumes for them. So, I mean, it makes sense to introduce them in, in the Jim Lee version first and then go to the one that everybody kind of knows from the cartoon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, X-Men 1 was where I started. It's where I, or, you know, what, what I grew up on, right? So uh, I'm super excited to see the adaptation. I, uh, and I think to, to Craig's point too, the, the burnt orange, the brown style might translate better to screen, at least initially, uh, but still give us that classic X-Men uh, Wolverine look that, we, that we've been looking for for so long. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm fine. I'm happy that we're the X Men finally got back to Marvel, and even more happier because I know Fe Feige's a fan, and he likes seeing those characters in costume that you know what I'm saying we saw on pages. So I already know that they're gonna kill it. And like I said before, I, every movie they're probably gonna have a different suit, just like every other hero. But just the fact that Fox didn't capitalize on that, I'm kind of happy that now Marvel is gonna give us that like. Um, I think we were talking about the was it the Wolverine movie where the the deleted scene where he had the suitcase and it had the suit in there. Right. I, I was so mad that they didn't do that or like at least have him try it on at the end and then be like, nah, I don't want it. <laughs> right. No, well, and you know, I, I get where Fox is coming with it. The as close to a realistic kind of gritty feel as as possible you know because uh, early on superhero movies the the idea of the the crazy animated 
don't take it too seriously feel just wasn't what people were going for. And I think that's where DC did a really good job in their TV series, kind of starting that not taking it too seriously sort of mentality. Uh, with the Marvel movies, it started to do a really good job of, of incorporating the, the comic book feel uh, while still making it feel grounded. And I feel like that's something that Fox could have done better with. Uh, they just leaned too much to uh, the realistic side of it. So now I'm super excited. It's back at Marvel, and I, and I think they'll do justice by it. And then uh, also just the timeline of that suit also kind of gives us an indication of kind of maybe where they're going with the story. Everybody knows that, you know, their first villain was Magneto, and then that's kind of probably what they're going to do here, just to kind of set those early, you know, battle lines. And then, you know, everybody's been hearing the different casting rumors about, you know, possibly Denzel, possibly Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, oh, it's crazy different castings that, that are out there right now. But, you know, the Professor X and Magneto roles, along with the Wolverine role, are really going to set the tone and the president for the how the X-Men are going to go. Are you guys excited for a retcon of Magneto and Professor X again? Or are you, do you feel like the story is kind of worn out now? You know, I, I like McAvoy and Fassbender's versions. I, I thought they both did really well. Um, you know, the movie started kind of get going off the rails, you know, but um, I thought <laughs> the rails were still pretty good. But I'm I'm honestly ready for Marvel's version just because I know they're going to do it justice. And I mean, if it's if it's a movie, if it's a ex, I mean, Disney, you know, plus TV show with the Russos, whatever it is, you know, it's it's going to be great. Uh, I'm just excited for Marvel to do it. Yeah. And, and the part that sucks is having to recast that. Because you have Patrick Stewart who, like, if you look at Professor mm -hmm. X and look at Patrick Stewart, you're like, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> like, him and Jackman are arguably, like, some of the best castings all time, you know, so. Yeah. So, I'm going to go ahead and be the guy. Feige comes up to you and says, hey, who do you think should play Wolverine? What are you telling him? So, you know, the most popular choice was Tom Hardy, so we know that's out now. So, yeah. Tom Hardy. I've been hearing Taron Edgerton, the guy from Kingman. I I, I can't see it. He's, he's too Like, he's too He doesn't young. have that look for me. He looks like Red I'll give him Red Hood, maybe, but not. Yeah. Mm -mm. Um, I, I like the, um, I heard, um, God, what's his name? Liam... Uh, Clint Eastwood's is it son or nephew? Liam Eastwood? Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood. Yeah. I think he, he fits it. The thing is, though, is trying to, what what are you going to give us? Because, you know, it's either you're going to give us the short, stumpy, super mm -hmm. swole, angry little guy, or you give us, like, you know, Hugh Jackman is, like, what, 6'3", and somewhat jacked. And that's, that's what I'm saying, like, uh, with movie magic, they can they can make you know with framing yeah. shorter than what he needs to be. So I'm not really stressing that part. Um, I, I think the acting chops is what we really need to go off of, you know. And then how he looks, like yeah. he he has to be, be a believable badass, you know. Like for example, Taron Edgerton, like he's a super spy in, in Kingman and, and Kingsman, he's kicking ass all over the place, but he just doesn't have that grittiness that you would expect. And, and the Wolverine is you know damn near ageless, so you, you want guy but it sucks because you know they want to go with somebody a little bit younger to age into the role because obviously this is a franchise that they want to continue for years and years that's it i'm going danny devito 
<laughs> when you get the short and stumpy part, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, I've seen Charlie Hunman. I think that would be interesting. Uh, he's definitely risen to fame more recently. Uh, I, wouldn't be, I think. Wouldn't be mad at that. No. Uh, I think the one fan casting I've seen that completely throws me for a loop is Daniel Radcliffe. I don't know if any, I don't know if you guys have, have seen that. It's a fan casting, no rumors, nothing. Uh, that's so far off. I don't know why people would even, I mean, I get it, you know what I'm saying? But he doesn't have the look. If he was going to be someone, he would have to be like. Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah, I don't know. He's too iconic in his Harry Potter role. I think it, it's good and bad for him. It's like yeah. trying to ask Steve Urkel as Black Panther. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, you're never gonna look at him as that. It's always gonna be Urkel. Exactly. Uh, I know Radcliffe was also uh, mentioned along with Shia LaBeouf for Moon Knight. You know, because I know they want to go with somebody of descent, but I just can't see either one of those guys. Maybe, maybe, maybe Shia, maybe, but. Uh, in the action aspect, I still can't see it. I, I mean, if we're just going to pick Jewish actors here, let's just say Ben Stiller. <laughs> Throw him in <laughs> what about Keanu Reeves? I would when love to. When are we going to see him? Uh, they're, they're saying the the thing that he's most rumored for now is possibly Ghost Rider, just because of his love of motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've been trying to find an iconic role that he can do that you know, probably put his own spin on it. I could see him being Ghost Rider. Um, Johnny Blaze, please. I want Johnny Blaze. So if we've, we ventured around, but we need to come back full circle. Right? <laughs> I mean, what's yeah. wrong with Nick Cage? Why not? <laughs> Nick Cage. I, you know, I don't think it was bad. It, it might have just been bad for that time. Well, he's the Tiger King now. He can't be two superheroes. <laughs> two superheroes. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, um, man. Yeah, well, um, we have another scoop that was in the page. If Craig, you want to wanna dive into that? Uh, yeah. I'll read it straight from his words. Um, he is a monster in chains, a feral creature with lethal, lethal claws and indestructible bones. He's a killer. At first kidnapped by Omega Flight and then placed in the high-tech Canadian government research facility, Department K. He is experimented on and tortured. He is a secret weapon, a Weapon X. Development of the X-Men at Marvel Studios continues in its earliest stages, with no filmmakers chosen yet to guide their initial adventures. There exists no script yet, but there are notes, outlines, and chatter. The primary goal is to make the characters fresh again after decades of usage from Fox. However, at the same time, Marvel Studios believes in honoring their comic roots. So yes, Wolverine has will have his Weapon X history intact, but he's not a team player and he will not join the X-Men. The first movie is currently being discussed. However, that won't stop Professor X from trying as he busts Logan out of Department K and launches an assault against Omega Flight, including Diamond Little and Wild Child. Uh, but even though Logan gets saved by Professor X, it still doesn't change the fact that he's feral and he attacks, looks like Professor X, Cyclops, Storm, and Havoc. And we go from there. I think the Havoc is a little interesting too, just for Havoc to even be on that team. I mean, we know Havoc was there in the early days as well, but it's a little interesting to see him dropped in, in, in this movie lineup, so. I agree. 
Um, uh, one thing I was actually just thinking about as you were reading that is Wolverine is that character that can transcend from a solo film to the mainline X-Men film to a spin-off X-Factor film. And to be honest, if they cast young enough, I feel like that person could be the connecting dot. You know what I'm saying? So like, And he was like, X-Men, he's in the Avengers. He's in so many different groups where it makes sense. Yeah. So, like, they'll do a Wolverine movie first, and then Professor X is in the end credit scene. And then, you know, the X-Men mainline movie comes out, and they get their ass whooped. And then, you know, he comes in, like, the sixth Power Ranger and fucking wrecks shop. And then, you know, he, Professor X is like, hey, I need you on a Spec Ops mission. And there, him and Havoc go to X-Factor and just, I feel like he could be passed around like that, and then it's like, "Hey, Avengers," you know what I'm saying? Like, I've I've never been a huge Wolverine fan, but you got to put some respect on it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, he's always been one of the most popular characters. I mean, and just even transcending mediums, not just necessarily comics or TV shows, but video games. Marvel versus Capcom. People's always trying to use Wolverine. You know. Um, any Marvel video game, that, that's why it was always been kind of weird these last couple of years when, you know, they were going back and forth about rights because the X-Men are one of the most popular groups of all time. So to not have the Michael Jordan of that, you know, thing, it's, it's a little weird. So like you said, he, he can be such a grounded figure. And um, the three most important castings on X-Men are going to be Wolverine, Professor X, and Magneto. So even just getting that Wolverine movie right, that just gives you some time to kind of get those other castings right because you're filling out a huge ensemble cast and it's so many characters that are near and dear to everybody's heart just because, like, I may not be a, a huge Jean Grey fan. There are a ton of huge Jean Grey fans out there, a ton of Cyclops fans. Like, I know you, Marlon, you love Cyclops. So, you know, these yeah. are all have so much history that you kind of got to get it right. You know, so a Wolverine movie, like I said, would, would give them some time to kind of keep working on the character development of everybody else, but then also kind of give the fans that, that X-Men taste that they want. Yeah, well, I feel like the MCU already has a blueprint for how this could work, right? Because they did it with Iron Man. They started out with solid individual Iron Man films and then started incorporating them elsewhere. The versatility of that character and the grounding of the MCU with Iron Man is the same blueprint that they could provide with Wolverine and doing the same type of type of thing there. Uh, just with a little bit more versatility. And now I feel like if Sony uh, and um, and Marvel can figure out this whole uh, Spider-Man thing, he could be that grounding point moving forward as well because of his versatility in, in the comics as well. So I feel like having those two points to, to pivot on, uh, they've already done it successfully once. If they stick to the game plan, they could do it again. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, because X-Men itself is, is a whole other franchise. So let's say the Avengers franchise, you have the X-Men franchise, and now you got Spider-Man. I was always before Avengers. Like, the movies, fan. like, I've always been an X-Men fan, so. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I've already rewatched the cartoon on Disney+. Plus. And hopefully today, I think Mikey also mentioned he had an X-Men suit about the series. So, I mean, it's been rumored that the series is going to make a comeback on Disney+, Plus, which would be mind-blowing because it was one of the most iconic cartoons of our time and 
if you like you go back and you watch it like season one through four I think is like a whole you know regular storyline but then that last season is kind of like uh, yeah. I'm just gonna throw random storylines at you. <laughs> there were some production issues behind the scenes like you can tell like but yeah but just the the storylines they went for were just iconic the the amount of different characters they introduced and and so now to bring it back with so much x-men stories that have been adapted in the books already it's, it's so much material to go off of yeah yeah also, I, oh go ahead I, I was gonna say i'm excited for it and uh just to t- touch off what you were saying greg too it's it's you're right they marvel does have the uh blueprint to do it and even still i think Captain America might be even a, a better, um, you know, analogy for it just because, you know, he kind of started off in a different time period, all, off on his own. Mm-hmm. You know, they still did perfect world, world building with him, made, made you care about his cast and everything like that, even though you, you don't see the, you know, what's his name, Dun Dun Duggan? You don't see yeah. the- <laughs> Jim, Jim. I was going to say Hacksaw. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, you know, just having a, a Wolverine movie about his past, about how he even got to the, the Weapon X program, is, I mean, it's a ton of lore and a ton of history in that, so. All I'm going to say is, if they make it come full circle and have, like, a flashback scene and Wolverine's like, oh, what's up, cat? And then, like, what? I'm be like, ah! Like, this, the super hot meme. <laughs> they, they, they might drop a, a Steve Rogers name drop in there somewhere. I feel like they have to, and or, or like on a document or something in the Weapon X facility. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a little unrelated, but another uh, recent rumor I just heard was um, a Disney Plus uh, series about Cap doing taking the Infinity Stones back, like six episodes. I would watch it. I would watch that, man. Yeah. I would need that in my life if we're not getting another cat movie i would take i mean and that's a story that is vital to the lore too people want to know what what happened and and they have some some uh liberty there because it, it happens like in the past alternate timelines etc so i, I just want to see a meet red skull i want to see that interaction yeah absolutely absolutely and then the you know the loki movie is is going to you know touch on what he does with the tesseract too so i'm sure they're going to interact yeah. Uh, so much content. So nothing for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. It's like everything got taken from us. But I I really feel bad for Scarlett Johansson, though. I mean, it's like you, your character's been in movies for so long and get killed off in the main movie, and you finally get your own movie, and it's like it gets delayed months. So I hope the hype's still there. I mean, it, the trailer started to get me excited for it. So, you know. Marvel puts out quality. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be good. And Taskmaster yeah. is a pre go with, so I'm not mad at it. Yeah, definitely. And all the rumors from that and what could possibly come. I'm I'm ready for Black Widow. I, I used to be one of those people who were like, I don't need that. She's dead. What do we need that for? But the way they're building it up, like Taskmaster's going to survive and then a bunch of Easter eggs and stuff about, oh, there might be a mutant in there, you know, just to throw you off. Like, I'm I'm ready to see what Marvel has for us in Phase 4 and Phase 5. Same thing with uh, Multiverse of Madness, because it's like they can go some different ways with it, you know? It's, you don't know what they're going to introduce. I'm going to call it now. Multiverse of Madness is going to be the movie of Phase 4. I, I believe it. Mm-hmm. I, I can definitely agree with that. 
I can definitely agree with that. I mean, the first Doctor Strange caught me off guard how how great it was. I loved it. So, um, just Marvel's, it, Marvel's Inception. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just really feel like you know the same kind of made Civil War basically a mini Avengers movie. I, I really kind of feel like that we're going to get some big reveals in this movie, just with him crossing over with Scarlet Witch and and just and they've already confirmed she's you know the most powerful person. Well, top three right now. Yeah, it's Captain Marvel and Thor, probably right, in power scale. They did they say this? I thought they changed something. Yeah, it's Scarlet Witch, Captain Marvel, and Thor. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm ready for something. I feel like we haven't been to a movie theater or seen anything new with anything in such a long time. I mean, I'm I'm hyped for Falcon and Winter Soldier. But I, I thought we would have got that trailer by now, you know. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna wait for the Comic Con at home. Mm, makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. That's what I was gonna say. I was actually gonna ask what you guys think about Comic Con at home. How you feeling about that coming up? I mean, it works for us people who haven't been been to a Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to wait for tickets or anything. I'm I'm, I'm I think it'll be good because. It, they're obviously probably going to stream it all and then oh look here's the trailer for this and then boom marvel's going to officially release it right after so we're not gonna have to wait that like day or two after it actually released to see it and it was a struggle last year when they were doing all those huge reveals about you know multiverse of madness uh, mahershala ali being you know cast as blade and you're just having to hear about it through twitter or text you know you not really yeah. seeing because you know they they didn't record that you know they were only leaving that for the attendees so it's it's kind of good that the fandom gets united in it and you know kind of gets all that all that news at the same time what about you Greg uh yeah no I mean greater access is kind of kind of the biggest thing right like we've we've never gone uh it's kind of on the bucket list no no ticket lines no waiting no hoping uh no trying to trying to work those press passes uh, so I'm hopeful that they open it up a little bit more. Uh, there's some there's some greater access to it, but I'm excited for it. I mean, it gives me something to look forward to uh, that we haven't had in, in a minute, right? No no movie theaters, no production on on any shows. Uh, everything's kind of halted, so it gives me gives me something to look forward to. Absolutely. What uh, what member of well, what character in the MCU are y'all most excited that hasn't been announced yet? You know, Moon Knight and Nova were my two that I, I wanted. Um, what about you guys? Well, I'm excited again for the X-Men, but specifically for Cyclops and Gambit. Um, I wasn't a fan of Channing Tatum casting as Gambit when that the whole thing happened. You know, I feel like there's a lot more people that could fit the look and also probably do a better accent. The accent uh, killer. Yeah. <laughs> like if you have a trash accent, like the whole movie's done. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I feel like um Ian Solemnholder, it's from like Vampire Diaries. I feel like he would be a good gambit. Um you just need to he's like he has a specific look. You know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't cast the rock as Gambit and you know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, Unknown man, it's probably gonna be a, a random <laughs> agent, some, some new guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look what they did with um uh, Shang Chi. 
Yeah. I don't know who that guy was. I mean, I barely knew who the character was at the same time, but still. And he's, he posts on Twitter a lot. He's very Twitter active. Um, and he, if, if I looked at him and then looked at the character and how it should interact, yep. uh, I would say he's on par. Um, and Cyclops. Uh, the original trilogy, I feel like he had the look, but kind of not really. Um, I feel like they need to cast one of the supernatural guys as Cyclops. Uh, we've been saying that forever. I'm like, just use one, both of them for something. Like they have, because <laughs> uh, I feel like one could be Nova, the other could be Cyclops, interchangeably. Uh, I feel like they both have the look for both parts. So I think those are my two picks. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Moon Knight's a big one for me. Um, love the comics. I'm super excited for that one, Craig. I know you. I know you already mentioned that one. Um, honestly, what I, what I think I'm most anticipating is uh, the WandaVision. I know they're not new characters necessarily, but newly developed characters. Uh, From two, it's, so. it's, yeah, it's going to be nuts. And then obviously tying that into the Multiverse of Madness, which I know we're all super hyped for, uh, is going to be awesome. But, um, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting play taking relatively – uh, official or uh, kind of standardized characters within the MCU already and developing that storyline more so uh, and I have no clue how they're you know what direction they're gonna they're gonna go with it I'm, I think I'm super excited for that one um, but obviously Moon Knight I can't can't not be excited for that one too definitely um, <clears throat> another uh, topic that Mikey actually brought up uh, he scooped that this second film is in development for X-Men. They are talking about the Savage Land and Sauron being the mini-boss with Mr. Sinister being the overarching villain. I mean, they've been trying to get Sinister in there for for years now, so... Yeah, Fox has tried. (laughs) Yeah, and, and you know what's bad is that they had something that they could have done correctly. Yeah, and because uh, I forgot what film it was where they had Essex at the back at the end credit scene. I'm like, yo, they should have put all this out before Apocalypse. You know what I'm saying? Because Mr. Sinister eventually became Apocalypse, Apocalypse's right hand man. So I'm I think it was like, the yo, the, of the new trouble. Yeah. So I'm like, you guys have seen the animated series, right? Like, just all the show, like, it's, it's yeah. laid out for you. You know what I'm saying? The Savage Land we've never seen before. But with the way CGI and all that it is now, it's kind of like, you know, Jurassic World, boom, throw in some superheroes. <laughs> and uh, I, I think if they do the Savage Land, that storyline is going to be crazy. Crazy. The whole yeah. thing is going to be good. The, you got um, Sauron. He's a pretty good villain. Mr. Sinister. If he's going to do like a trilogy type arc with Mr. Sinister, I mean, that could lead into another trilogy with Apocalypse or Apocalypse later down the line. Because the one that we got... I mean, like, I want the, like, machinery voice apocalypse. Like, the one that had, like, the, like he scared you. You know what I'm saying? When he came on the screen. At Ivan O's. You, know, <laughs> you, you want the real apocalypse. Right. And I, I, Marvel, Marvel has done no wrong. Marvel can do no wrong. Yeah. Definitely. What you guys think? You want to see the Savage Land? I'm, I mean, I, I'd be down for the Savage Land. Uh, I mean, like you said, uh, I, it would definitely be a unique setting. And, you know, we've 
always, you know, just kind of said that we don't want to get that superhero fatigue. Not that super fans like us would, but, you know, that's always been like the the underlying rumor, underlying hate on superhero movies that, oh, fans are going to get tired of it. You can only do so many action movies, but it's still going strong. And, you know, that's the thing about Marvel. They continue to keep pushing the envelope and, and really making it more so great films, not just great superhero films, they're great films. So, you know, movies like, you know, Winter Soldier, you know, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, just different genre movies that you wouldn't expect, but really kind of change the game and, you know, bring something different. So Savage Land, Jurassic Park with superheroes. I mean, dinosaurs and superheroes, you can't go wrong. That's what kids love. <laughs> well, and, you know, if they do the Savage Land storyline correctly, that's the introduction to the Beyonders, right? So, like, uh, you know, I think we're already starting to see some of that. They get a play in, in Secret Wars, uh, which is already being rumored to, to be headed our way anyways. And so, uh, you know, I think that would be super interesting. It's another another alien race right so you know we've already we've already seen that storyline once in the mcu but uh you know they play well with um with where we think it's going so i think it'd be cool it'd be good and you know who's going to turn down dinosaurs and superheroes right so can't say no to that <laughs> yeah i'm excited for everything that's coming it's just like our our, our 2020 year is going to start in november you know what i'm saying when black widow comes out at least it's coming out this year and not next year. So. Drop is it? I thought it was October. Is, does it drop in October, November? Venom. What is it? Venom? I think <laughs> Venom is October. Uh, I believe Black Widow and Wonder Woman are in November. Mm -hmm. and it's crazy. Like you totally, Wonder Woman's been done for months. You know, you totally even forget about that too. So. I mean, it's actually kind of maybe a good thing that uh, it got pushed back because now with the, the Snyder Cut being released, um, you know, that can maybe be a bit of a reboot for that whole universe. So for it to be a little bit closer in time to that being released next year, that might work out better for DC. Yeah. As we wrap up here, let me ask you guys, how do you feel about the Snyder Cut? Are you excited? Are you not excited? Do you want it? you want it? Don't want it? Uh, indifferent. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for any more. You know, I I love yeah. DC. A lot of people love Marvel, but I I, I grew up on DC because Batman was my guy. You know, so Batman Justice League, I, I loved him. So, um, anything that can reboot that universe or, or do those characters justice, I'm here for. And just uh, knowing that the recent Apocalypse War movie was based off of a lot of the concepts that Zack Snyder to implement into the DCEU, I, I would be totally hyped because the Apocalypse War movie was, like you said, probably the best movie they've done. And if I could get a live action version of that, I'd, I'd sign up and pay twice, you know? So, so yeah. if there if it leads to that, I'm totally for it, you know? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm excited for it because it's been so long since I've seen something new, right? So I don't know, I don't know how much of my excitement is just, oh shoot, you know, I'm finally getting something, uh, some new content here versus uh, actually excited for it. Uh, but no, I mean, I'm gonna watch it for sure, uh, and and I'm sure we'll we'll sit down and talk about it after. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for it for that. Um, it's new, so I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, it's rumored to also be a, a six-part series, and DC's or Warner Brothers is giving DC like another twenty million to finish whatever was unedited or unrecorded. 
So they're saying it's like a completely different experience than what we saw, which I, I would get because Zack Snyder was darker and Josh Whedon definitely like lifted it up. Um, but I just, I just feel like there's going to be a ton of reshoots. And I'm just like, are you getting Affleck back in the suit for that? I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, imagine like, what if this does amazing and, and Ben's like sober and he's like, yeah, I want to be Batman again. Like, what does that do for Pattinson's Batman? You know what I'm saying? Are they going to be the same person now? And it's going to be like a prequel. Um, I don't know. Cause because see, if I was thinking that, okay, like if 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 it does do well, then you know they're probably going to just go forward with the the Robert Pattinson Batman if if his movie does well, if people you know take to his Batman because you know nobody really liked the idea of an older Batman going into it. You know, everybody wanted to end his prime Batman. Yeah, but, it was in the beginning. Like, how do you start at the end? <laughs> it's like he's a seasoned forty-year-old gray-haired Batman. Okay, exactly. Batman Beyond. You already, like the killing, I mean, you already killed one of the Robins. Apparently, the wrong Robin too. You already killed one of the Robins, and you know, you can give us none of that development. Like the last Robin we had on screen was Chris O'Donnell. Like, come on, that's not the one. That's not the one we want to go out with. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. But uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, I have fun as always. Uh, we're, I think now that we, we've we've uh, tested this out, I think this might be our new platform to start dropping some more videos, more content for you guys. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at the Nerd Village, uh, Instagram, Twitter. We have a Twitch as well. Um, we're all over the place. We're trying to get everything up and running for you guys. Keep keep you guys coming back. So uh, happy birthday again to Mikey. Thanks for the scoop. Um, Thank you. Then we will see you guys on the next episode.